Magic 94.9, I've been really looking forward to this interview because Paul Wilson, I haven't seen him in forever. He's such a great guy. I've known him for years, and he is in the new movie, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, which is out on Friday. Paul Wilson! The, the, the Paul Wilson! I can't believe it's been forever. I really miss hanging out with you and seeing you. It's been a long time. I know. The last time I think it was a concert, right? Yes. Yes, it was. It was that long ago. We still have pictures somewhere from that. Well, we got one cooking, by the way. The brothers are coming back. Get Uh, ready. Well, this is what I was going to ask you about. So, yeah, I mean, we have so much to talk about today. But the Wilson van, when? When can we see you guys again? Probably around Santa Claus time. Oh, okay, great. Uh holiday concert that would you know, be great my, you know yeah, yeah, yeah my little brother has all these skits he's got to do so he's like hard to pin down well i will say i've never seen somebody with more confidence crazy costumes and i'm telling you paul those high kicks that you do on stage i, I was a pom-pom girl and cheerleader at one point like back in high school i could never in my wildest dreams kick as high as you can i will tell you i stretch for a week before i do that <laughs> Like every day for 45 minutes, like just to do it, just to, you know, if we're going down in flames, I'm going down with a hamstring intact. Oh, my God. You are just so charismatic and such a, a great performer on stage and just such a great guy. It's it's always fun to see you guys. So I'm excited. So sometime in December, this is happening and in the Tampa Bay area, right? This is our little hometown. It's going to be here for sure. Now, we're still working on the details. Okay. If I can get, you know, the other... My other two brothers have, like, real jobs. You know, both of them wear makeup for a living. So, you know, it's kind of tough to get them to, like, be logical about this kind of stuff because I'm the oldest. So I kind of go, win, win, win. And we did have a little bit of a Zoom um which sounds ridiculous, but I guess it's kind of part and parcel with the world we're in. Um band conference, which is really fun. So we talked about some dates. So, yeah, we think it's going to be towards the end of the year when I think everyone's going to be excited and you know, if they're not already about dying to get out and go see concerts, will oh, be yeah. maybe a little exclamation point at the end of the year. You come from just such a like an amazing family and your dad. And how is your dad, by the way? My dad is the best. He's, um, you know, after 50 years of television news and going to an office, or, you know, TV station every day. It's great that I now get to work with him because he works here with me. Uh, we're developing projects and writing and doing all kinds of stuff. And it's so funny because he'll call and go, I don't think I'm coming in until about two o'clock today. <laughs> and then I'll go, you've earned the right to come in anytime you want. So he's great. They're great. Mom and dad are still going 100 miles an hour. They've been married like how long? Like over 50 years, right? <laughs> well, let's be careful because how old am I? Yes. Okay. So 54 <laughs> years as of last week. Oh my gosh. You're kidding. Oh, happy belated happy anniversary. That's wonderful. That That the, is amazing. The King and Queen Wilson. The King and Queen Wilson. Yeah, they're, they're an inspiration for... Not just our family, but I think a lot of families. Well, I mean, obviously your dad, John Wilson, is a legend in TV news here in Tampa Bay. And and both your parents and your whole family has done so much for the Tampa Bay community. And and, and now Mark, we get to see on TV all the time. So it's, yeah, it's... It's really cool. You you come from a very special family, Paul. You really do. Well, you know, if you like it, you can, you know, thank me. If you don't, you can blame them because everything really comes from the, the oak trees that are mom and dad. And, you know, since 1983, this has been our home. And, you know, especially through the band, which is, you know, really kind of started as a lark for Mark's birthday. Um, and now to sit here and tell you on the phone that 
we're over $300,000 for local St. Pete Tampa Bay charities because we wow. always do it for charity. So that's kind of the fun part. And they taught us how to give back. And, you know, charity begins at home. So for us to be at home and do it, it's the best. So so wait a minute. Your band started as like kind of like a joke, kind of fluke thing for a birthday? What? I never heard this. Yeah. Oh, no. It's, this is the real story. So Patrick calls me like right around Mark's 40th birthday, you know, 10 years-ish ago. And, um, and I, oh, he's like, we've got to find it like a place where you can play because Mark has been playing guitar really since high school after he dropped the violin when he heard Eddie Van Halen. So he had the fingers down, right? And then now he's making guitars and he makes them to spec. It's really, a, a, it's, it, they belong in a museum, honestly. Wow. And so, so when Patrick calls and goes, hey, you got to find out how many songs he can really play, how many Van Halen songs from beginning to end. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. So I call Mark. I'm like, so how many like Van Halen songs can you do like from beginning to end? He's like, all of them. What are you cooking up? <laughs> and we're like, oh, nothing. Just try to take an inventory. That's it. Okay, got to go talk to you later. Next thing you know, Mark catches wind of what we're doing. Then Patrick and I get a song list, lyrics I have to learn. And it's like a Thursday before Saturday. Oh, my gosh. And, you, know, you guys are the crazy. The fun part was, as you <laughs> can see, having been there, that it's kind of the music, you know, our soundtrack of our life to a degree. So that was the we had no name. Uh, I think the you know local newspaper called us Van Wilson. And we're like, oh, that's dangerous because as much as we love our Van Halen, we would never presume to be a tribute band, so we got to kind of correct that. And with our cousin Melanie and Bill Malik from Fox and Tom Oberby and our buddy who was in Big Stone Gap, the first movie I did with Patrick, Mike Ringley, you know, it was like Patrick had this idea of it's a van. Like, it just keeps adding people, so the Wilson van. And it just stuck. That's the name. Oh, that, that was all Patrick. I mean, oh, that's such a great name. And you guys, the three of you on stage, it's just amazing. And like I said, and you pick out your own costumes, right? Uh, well, by the way, they're all in my, you know, closet. You, you, so yeah, really, I was... It's like, what do I want to wear tonight? And how can I, how can I really have fun and share it with the crowd? Because it's always like a living room. You know, we always, we never really view it as a concert. It's like you're in the living room with the crazy Wilson boys. So have fun if you like it. If you don't like it, blame Mark because he picked the songs. No, it's it's just always a great time. And I'm so excited that, you know, now I have something to look forward to over the holidays. I mean, I'm just getting yeah. back into the world again, back into life. And actually, I kind of wanted to ask you about that because, see, here I am trying to interview you or are supposed to be interviewing you about this movie. <laughs> and we just get right into our own thing. We, that's what we do. Right. That's what we that's do. That's what we do. I knew it. Well, I had to ask about all these other things. But um, but. The, the Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. So it comes out officially on Friday. I know you have a big screening going on tonight. But didn't you guys finish filming this a while ago? I mean, how did the pandemic affect everything with this movie? Well, I think the, the quick answer is yes. We, we shot this movie. We started shooting this movie almost two years ago next week. Oh, wow. Okay. And we were ready. The movie was ready in a Warner Brothers team and Michael Shavs, the great director, and James Wan and Michael Clear and Peter Safran. This team knows what they're doing. I was just lucky to be like a little brushstroke you know, on their canvas. And then we were slated for like September of 2019. And then we started seeing this thing called COVID-19 arrive. Mm-hmm. And so what actually, I'll say it this way, we got a better movie because the pandemic kind of helped us. I should say the studio, not me, because I had really no hand in editing, um, obviously, because, you know, I'm your basic wannabe rock star. Stop. But I heard that uh, it really created some great feedback from audiences. And now we have, I think, a better 
movie. I mean, it's a really interesting, you know, most horror movies and this franchise is, you know, $1.7 billion franchise. So it's just incredible that, you know, two, well, call it three with Patrick, but two right here in St. Peter, part of this giant studio wow. picture. Eugenie Bondurant plays this great character, the occultist. I'm not going to say anything more, but if you like scary movies, get ready for her because she may have an entirely different uh, franchise uh, spinoff. Oh, okay. To be a part of this and really to now see it. And, you know, some of the audience feedback was, who is she? We want more of her. So I think the pandemic helped us because now you'll see, I think, A, you're going to see more of her. And then B, you'll see kind of a better movie that is not the traditional horror movies generally are focused on the bad guy or the evil part, you know, or bad girl. This is kind of somewhere between a love story um, that really kind of shows these real people. You know, Ed and Lorraine Warren, played by the great Vera Farmiga and Patrick, of course. Um, (laughs) But they really existed. And so there's a sense of humanity with this. But you see how their kind of love endures through all of their... They were the first couple, I think, in America that weren't clergy, that were kind of, quote-unquote, anointed to, you know, perform exorcisms. So Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, based on a landmark criminal case where a guy named Arnie Johnson stabbed, I think, 22 times and killed... His, his boss and said he was possessed by the devil and the jury believed him. So that's the crux of our story. I happen to have this great time being the dad who, you know, like most of these movies, it's about the family in distress. And um, the movie begins with this just, I, I'll say it, the best exorcism theme scene I've ever seen ever. Oh my gosh. So you get right into it. The first scene of the movie. Oh yeah. We, we start hot as they say. <laughs> Wow. Okay. And I do find it fascinating that it's built on a true story. I mean, like you just said, this trial, this really happened, which makes it really eerie and just really creepy. I don't know, Paul. I watched the trailer for this new one and I I jumped and I am not saying that just to like say, oh, it looks really scary or whatever. My, I was like jumping out of my seat, like at four different points, the trailer alone. Right. Because when you're, you know, again, this is not a monster movie. This is not even, you know, kind of a classic slasher movie. In fact, there's no real gore at all. So, mm-hmm. you know, mommies and daddies can be happy about that. But when you're dealing with real people and real stories and The Warrens had over a thousand cases of demonology that they investigated. So that, you know, and, 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 (laughs) you know, when you're working on a big studio movie, the fun part is you get to see see these great artists at work. And for me as a big brother to watch my little brother just, just magnificently soar like the eagle that he is and work with this great team. And then they hand you some cool stuff or some parting gifts, as they would say, if it was a game show. But one of them was holy water. That was in your swag bag? Holy water? Uh, (laughs) everybody got a bottle of holy water. And so that kind of gets your attention like, oh, we're not, this is no amusement park. This is, we're dealing with real subject matter here and real people. So there is a responsibility to that as an actor. Um, But I think audiences, you don't have to be, you know, embedded in or even a devotee of all the other movies. This one's different. It's not the typical haunted house movie that I think a lot of these movies, not conjuring exclusively, but a lot of them are kind of limited to confined spaces. This mm-hmm. one turns into this real legal case. You're dealing with a reality here that had a lot of, let's call it, responsible moments of, are we really just 
we're really just making a movie, right? This is just a movie, right? Because <laughs> there's some weird stuff happening. So, so really, again, you don't have to. I mean, people should, but they don't have to see the first two movies to understand what's going on in this or to get sucked into this. I don't think you need to. I would say you might want to because you'll see this married couple. And Ed died and uh, the real Ed Warren passed away in 2006. That's who Patrick plays. Mm-hmm. And the real Lorraine Warren who, you know, had visions and was a clairvoyant, you know, she passed away 2019. So right before we had wow. the cut to show her, she passed away. But she was with us all the way through. And several, there's a, you know, there's characters in this story that other actors play of real people that came to set. So that was also kind of a moment of clarity of, oh, wait, you you were really there. Oh, yeah, that's a big and, deal because you have real people that you're portraying on screen. They're getting almost a hand in this movie to say, yeah, this is legit. This is this is actually the way it happened and went down. And I can't even imagine that with Lorraine, especially. Yeah, there was there was a lot of those moments. There are many of those moments of, you know, why is that light on and it's not plugged in? Okay, let's get out of that room. Okay, let's move over here. All right, good. It's just a movie. What? Just a movie. Keep telling yourself it's just a movie. Yeah, there were some... There were some fun moments that kind of made you go, what? How, what? How is that happening? Oh, my on, on, gosh. On my very first take, <laughs> when people will see it, as we move into the house in which the demon occupies. You know, we rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. you got to be, you know, it's got to be seconds, five seconds, and we're moving in. And I'm telling my son, Julian Hilliard, you know, who plays my son, is, it was in WandaVision for fans of that. Oh, my gosh. There's so many fans of, of WandaVision. <laughs> and he's so great. And I was like, Julian, so the, imagine it's Legos, right? You know, and you're going to run in the house. We practice it, we practice it, and then right when we get ready to go and we hear a, okay, and action, boom, a giant explosion. And that kind of got everybody's attention like, okay. And I'm sitting there raising my hand going, everybody okay? Everybody cool? Okay, good. Now, why did that happen on the very first take in the house in which the eyes? Paul, you are lying. This is crazy. No, no, that's just one, Christy. We could talk all day. Oh, gosh, that's really freaky. I don't know how I'd handle that. Okay. So, <laughs> moving along from all the eerie stuff, how is it acting with, with Patrick? I mean, you, you two on the set, do you do a lot of scenes together? I mean, how is it acting with your brother? Well, it was the second movie that we've done together. Big Stone Gap was the first, which, of course, was shot in Big Stone Gap, Virginia, which is where Dad was born and grew up. And, nice. you know, Patrick and I got to stay on Wilson Road that was renamed after my grandfather oh my in gosh. 1992. So. You know, that was an emotional connection to a project that, you know, we may or may not ever top. Um, But the fun part is that, you know, for me as older brother, um, just watching him work and having fun with him and being able to kind of hang and talk character and kind of work through accents and work through ideas. It's really special. I mean, if I never do it again, I'll say this. I've done the most, I've had the most fun working with him on stuff. And he's a consummate actor, but a lot of fun too. And it's great to see his career rise to the heights that, you know, he's achieved. And then for me, just to kind of show up and be there with the funny part was that I didn't even tell him that I auditioned and I didn't even tell him what I auditioned for. I submitted it to my agent and it was like, you got to do this other, other audition. Like, I'm not doing that. That's one line. And of course I did the one line. And that's the part I get. And then I call him and I say, uh, by the way, who's this guy, um, you know, Earl in the script? He's like, there's no Earl in the script, Paul. What did you do? I'm like, it says Earl and it's with Ted. <laughs> He's like, no, there's no Ted in the script. And then Patrick goes, wait a minute. Ted is Ed. 
Earl is Carl. They changed the names as they frequently do to keep it from getting out, right? Oh, clever. Wait a minute. You auditioned for the dad. You're the dad. I was like, what? Really? So that was really special to kind of sneak up on him with that. Yeah. And obviously to be a part of that great team because it's really a family. And especially, I mean, when you see, you know, not everybody will ever have this chance, but I can tell you it's not unlike working on a job with a lot of people that you know. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a job. And it's fun to see this team coming back, for me, coming back to be a part of this third, you know, installment and watch them all almost finish each other's sentences and kind of really lock in. And it's that's what they've created with New Line and Warner Brothers people is a real family sense of this. These movies, for me, it's it's really hard for me to go see it, especially because, like you're saying, there's not a lot of gore. It's not the typical horror movie, but the just the suspense, the thriller, knowing that this was real just makes it, it just puts it on a whole new level. Now, it officially comes out on Friday. It's it's on HBO Max. Is that right? So it opens theaters worldwide. Uh, it, well, I should say domestically here. It opened in the UK last week. Okay. Um, so so all theaters that are open, and I think we're like almost 75% Yeah. Oh, yeah. Friday. And then also HBO Max as well. So if you want to be a chicken, and I love you for it, <laughs> you can watch it at home on HBO Max. However... You're, you're going to miss some things because this expansive canvas that Michael Shobbs has created with all these wonderfully, incredibly beautiful and detailed shots and action moments. There are some homages to some classic horror movies that I think on a big screen, you'll go, oh, wow. Right. And right. you can't really I don't care how big a TV is, uh, you know, uh, to see it on the big screen and to really see it with a bunch of strangers. That's kind of fun especially a horror movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, as opposed to me, like, on my couch with a blanket where I could just throw my blanket over my face at any time or pause the TV and say, oh, stop, I have to just stop the movie yeah, for a second. Can't I can't, I can't. the movie. You can't pause the movie. It's going <laughs> to roll whether you like it or not, and it's fun. It's fun. It's, um, it's really fun. It's. I'll say this to those that are maybe a little squeamish. It's not as scary as the first one. Okay. But it's better, in my opinion. Well, Not I because can, I'm in it. Just I because the story, <laughs> I think, works better. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe because I'm in it. But no, 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 no. Paul, I am, I am so excited to talk with you about this. I and we're all excited for the movie, The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It, out in theaters and HBO Max. Ding, ding, just in case. And uh, it happens on Friday. You are so nice to talk with me for so long. I really appreciate it. It was so good catching up with you. Anytime for the great Christy Knight. You also are a national radio treasure right here. And so I hope your bosses are listening. You need a raise. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you be my I'll, agent? I'll email them. Yeah, sure. I mean, I got nothing else to do. Sure. The great Paul Wilson, he is a Tampa Bay treasure. And he gave me a lot of time today. Go see the movie this Friday.